When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, is... Sesame Encarta. Sesame Encarta. My good friend, Sesame Encarta. Mm-hmm. So if I took a knife and I, like, cut you open, can I say open sesame? Sure. Okay, just checking. But you have to pay me about $50 million, though, so... No, okay. Just checking. Yeah. If that's how it, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. It'd be worth it. Yeah. I mean, it would hurt, but it'd be like, you know, five seconds of pain and immediately put, you know, some numbing agency, age agency, really a numbing agency. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I, belong, I belong to a numbing agency. We just walk around and make people, <laughs> you know, indifferent to the world. Everybody's just numb to everything going around. Yeah, we're a numbing agency. uh... Yes. Wow. Okay, so uh, today on the show, my good friend Sesame and Carta, Mm -hmm. we are covering the uh, final three episodes of the six episode series um, (laughs) Hawkeye. We fell behind because of the holidays, folks. It's okay. Um, but anyway, so the uh, yeah, we had <laughs> we had our, our Christmas episodes that we were doing, um, which were hilarious. Yes, latest of which, check out one that we recorded actually a couple years ago that we decided to release finally of a Dennis the Menace Christmas. Um, oh God! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Yes, it's a great movie, man. Um, anyway, so. Uh, I'm going to do a uh, quick breakdown of episodes four and five, and then we can dive into uh, episode uh, six. But before we do that, Matt, um, what were your initial thoughts of the series finale? Or the season um, finale, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, I've heard it. It's like some of the YouTube people call it the series finale, but I yeah. don't know if they... Um, made it official that they're not going to do anymore, but I hope they would. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. But, um, I liked it. Um, I liked the, the fact that it was, uh, a long episode because, um, a few of the shows, felt like a few of the new Marvel shows seems like the, the pen ultimate episode was longer than the finale, which I didn't really agree with. I think a finale should be the longest one. Yeah. This is my opinion. This is my opinion, but um, 
So I was glad that they kind of made this like almost an hour long. So you really got to see things kind of fall into place. Um, you know, I, I really liked it just because it's a different kind of show. Uh, it's not, it's not like a normal superhero show with people with like all kinds of powers and, you know, invincible and all that stuff. It's like, it's kind of reminds me of, uh, I don't know, some of the old shows where the, the heroes were just like regular human beings, you know, yeah. didn't have like huge, you know, a whole bunch of tech. To, I mean, because, you know, Hawkeye's got some advanced tech, but not a whole lot, you know. So he still has to, you know, rely on his wits and, you know, his his ever falling apart body. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I honestly, the overall series is maybe my favorite of the Disney Plus series so far of uh, the, the Disney Plus uh, Marvel series, that is, um, as a whole, con- you know, as a whole show. Because, I mean, there, there were yeah. elements I really liked of Loki. I just didn't like the ending, per se, but I know that we're going to get more, so hopefully it'll make up for it. Also, with, yeah. uh, you know, like, I liked WandaVision up until the ending, too. So, <laughs> it's like, kind of like, this one had a satisfying ending. Yeah. Unlike the other ones. I mean, I thought... Yeah, I was gonna say Falcon and Winter Soldier had its moments. It could have been better too. I think if it was a little bit more like this show, it would have been better. Yeah, I'm trying to think how many shows were there. There's WandaVision, Loki, Falcon, and uh, Falcon. Falcon was second, and then, yeah, and then, um, and then there's this. Loki. Yeah, there's What If that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't really. I mean, What If is is part of it, but I don't really consider it as much as these live action ones. Mm. But you know what I mean. I wasn't considering that into my thought process here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think this is my favorite too. It's like it's like an all together show. Um, <clears throat> for the reasons I already mentioned, just uh, yeah, I like the. I like the crazy stuff with the superhero stuff, like the multiverse and all that stuff. But like, it, it is important to kind of get back to earth, so to speak, where like the stakes, like are quote lower than like you know saving the universe or saving yeah. half the universe. But like, so like the stakes might be lower in a sense of like the macrocosm. But like, this is like where the people themselves actually like live in like they live like in these little bubbles so it's like it's like can't be like oh well i saved half the universe and it's like okay but where do the people in the universe live like they yeah they live cities they live it's, you know where they got people like kingpin who kind of control their lives and stuff like that you know <laughs> it's, it's kind of like in 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 like the real world like i mean i'm not saying that not downplaying the fact that we all have to live with the uh, like COVID or anything but like if you have like a personal heartbreak or something like that in your own life, that's going to be more important to you and more amplified than a world pandemic that's affecting everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and that's kind of what this is, is like a personal, you know, not heartbreak, but a personal, you know, 
issue of some sort that we're, you got to kind of take care of things and realize that, uh, you know, can't save the world if you don't save yourself sort of thing. Yep. Um, so, uh, which is another thing. So get vaccinated people, save yourself, then you can save the world. Um, yep. Yep. Save the cheerleader, save the... Oh, wait, what? Anyways, so the... Uh, <laughs> save the cheerleader by getting her vaccinated. Yes. <laughs> um, so we missed uh, episodes four and five. Um, here's a quick breakdown of what happened in those episodes, Matt. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, so we got uh, episode four, which is called Partners, Am I Right? Um, so... Uh, Clint diffuses the uh, situation after Eleanor and um, Jack recognize him as an Avenger. Eleanor asks him to keep uh, Kate out of uh, his investigation and later uh, contacts an unknown person to inform them of the situation. With the help of his, uh, of his wife, Laura, Barton secretly uh, recovers his uh, sword and discovers that uh, Jack is the CEO of Sloan Limited, a shell corporation that launders money for the tracksuit mafia. While uh, Bishop uh, deduces that Barton was Ronan, um, Barton locates uh, Kazi and asks him to talk to Lopez out of her uh, vendetta against Ronan, while Bishop enlists a group of LARPers in retrieving Barton's uh, trick arrows. Afterwards, mm-hmm. Laura informs Barton that the watch that the tracksuit mafia stole is sending out a tracking signal from an apartment building. Um, Barton and Bishop go to uh, retrieve it, but find it in uh, Lopez's apartment where uh, she also keeps uh, notes on Barton and his family. Lopez attacks Bishop while Barton is ambushed by a masked assassin. A fight ensues between the four combatants while uh, Bishop injuring Lopez forces her to uh, retreat while Barton unmasks the assailant as Yelena Belova. As in uh, Natasha's uh, adopted sister. Um, Barton uh, decides that uh, he cannot keep uh, putting um, Kate in danger and uh, breaks off their partnership. Okay, so yeah. then we have episode five. Well, the whole Harry and the Hendersons type of thing, you know? Like, go! Go! <laughs> Goodbye, my friend! <laughs> Live in the woods! <laughs> so in this scenario, Kate Bishop is... Is, um, is Harry? Harry, yes. <laughs> okay, so now we, we, we start out here... Um, in uh, episode five, which is entitled Ronin. We start out in 2018. Um, Yelena and fellow uh, Black Widow Sonia have uh, been um, helping deprogrammed um, Black Widows reuni- reunite with uh, another former widow, Anna, and Belova becomes a victim of the blip while she was trying to. Basically, in the thing, she, she tried to, you know, help Anna, but Anna was actually not brainwashed. So she tried to unbrainwash her, but she really wasn't brainwashed. So, 
he was just an assassin. Yeah. Um, for hire, basically. Yeah. So. And then she she goes. So she goes to use the restroom. And gets blipped in the blipped while she's in the restroom. And uh, then, she, uh, um, moments later, she's back. And it's been five years. Um, <laughs> it was kind of a yeah, cool, walking, cool scene. washing her hands. Yeah. yeah, she's in the middle of washing her hands and comes back. And uh, at least, at least the blip waited until she was done using the toilet. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, so uh, it was a really cool scene too. By the way that they showed the blip from her point of view. Um, yeah, it was pretty, it was like, like immediately she turned into particles and then the particles just come back and then the room changes color and everything like it got painted and everything. So yeah, Which is weird because it kind of happened in real time though. Yeah. Like it wasn't like she just popped in and suddenly the room was different. It was like, uh-huh. it was like, she was like seeing I, that's a, that's a whole other conversation of like what what the blip actually did. Did it actually like was was a person who was blipped? Are they like in their own little like uh, void, if you will? But like also the space that they were in was also part of that void, and then that has to then accommodate the new space and all this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, because I mean, I. I still have a lot of questions about it, but I guess, you know, there's some explanations online too, because of the whole idea of like, my thing is, is like, if, if you were sitting in an airplane and you got blipped. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. You could just be in midair. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, and like all of a sudden you're falling to Tulsa, Oklahoma or something, you know what I mean? It's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, it's just like, well, it's just with Yelena. It was, it was like, she was actually seeing the, the room, change color in real time it wasn't like it was just green all of a sudden like she was actually seeing the walls like progressively become green yeah so what i'm trying to figure out about that is like well like how like why if she just was brought back why wouldn't she just see things change as they already changed not seeing it changing you know what i yeah. mean like i think it was just like, so they could do a special a cool special effect for the tv show okay yeah <laughs> well they should know by now that us marvel fans are going to analyze everything yeah. so like you know like exactly. they should know that <laughs> but we've never actually seen it from the point of view of the person being blipped before so yeah not someone who was blipped and then came back only we only saw um um Monica Rambo as she was coming back. Not, yeah, we didn't uh, see it from her point of view. So this is the only time yeah. we, we, the only person's point of view we've ever seen it from is Yelena's. So um, that's right. Yeah, we saw a side angle with with Monica. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, because it wasn't her point of view. It was basically from our point of view. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, the uh, so um, we've got uh, we've got this here where uh, um. Basically, in the present, we've got uh, Kate returning to Eleanor's house and tells her about uh, Jack's uh, Shell Corporation, leading uh, Eleanor to call the NYPD and have him arrested. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Kate then returns to her apartment 
where she finds uh, Yelena waiting for her before the latter reveals her uh, her past and her mission to kill Barton. Meanwhile, after uh, recovering at Grill's apartment, that's where uh, Clint decided to go, Clint dons uh, the Ronin suit and he confronts uh, Maya Lopez at the uh, auto shop where he killed her father during the fight. Mm. He unmasks himself and attempts uh, to convince her to let go of her vendetta and leave his family alone. He reveals that an informant working for uh, Lopez's boss wanted her father dead, but Lopez initially disbelieves him. Bishop arrives then to help Barton escape. Um, and uh, Maya becomes uh, suspicious of Kazi, who was absent on the night of her father's death. The next day, um, Yelena texts Bishop, revealing that she was hired by Eleanor to kill Barton. And then Eleanor is working with Lopez's uncle, whom Barton identifies as Kingpin. So yeah, we get Vince D'Onofrio back as Wilson Fisk. So, <laughs> yep. Um, do you want to take a quick break here, Matt, and then we'll come back and we'll we'll dive into uh, episode six here? Sure. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guest every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry you can find us on apple spotify pretty much wherever you get your podcast hope to see you there and we are like an arrow flying through the sky, we are back. Does yeah. that make any sense? Uh, boomerang arrow, maybe. Yes, like a boomerang arrow, we are back. That would make more sense. I should have gone with that, but <laughs> that's okay. So, um, <laughs> on to uh, the latest and final episode of this season. Um, Entitled, So This Is Christmas? Question mark. <laughs> is it? Yeah. I don't know. Which is I'm obviously, sure. you know, both a 
reference to uh, the John Lennon song "Wars Over," um, and uh, uh, <laughs> also just a whole thing of like, is this really Christmas because of what's going on? Um, exactly. Like, is it? I guess. I don't know. This was directed by uh, um, Reese uh, Thomas, um, written by uh, Jonathan Igla and um, Eliza Clement. Um, came out on December 22nd of 2021. Okay, so yep. what we got going on here, Matt, is that we start out with Eleanor meeting with Kingpin to break off their partnership. Um, Barton and uh, Bishop are watching a recording of this event. So uh, basically, you know, Eleanor wants to break things off. Mm -hmm. But Fisk isn't having it. No, yeah. he's not. We, you can't quit a job. It's not, it's not like a Burger King. You can't just yeah. quit. Yeah, like he says uh, something that's like it's not like working at Sex Fifth Avenue. You can't just quit or at Maisie's or something. I can't remember what he said, but he was just like, "Yeah, this this is a lifelong gig." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. The. Uh, um. So we we've got that going on. Um. Barton and Bishop are watching this video. Um. And then on Christmas Eve. But they basically what they find out is that Eleanor is the one who killed Armand Duquesne. And oh, like she herself didn't actually kill them. Like yeah, she did. Yes. Okay. All right. And <laughs> she framed Jack. Okay. See, I was confused about yeah. that. That no, point. she basically um, admits to it in the video that she killed him. Okay. She took care, as she said, took care of him. Oh, okay. I got and, you. Um, so Jim really is just kind of like an idiot then, yeah. basically. Okay. <laughs> kind, of, kind of funny. Jack, uh, Jack is just a pawn in her game, basically. Yeah. Um, so um, we've got this. Uh, she basically says that, you know, she framed, she framed uh, Jack for it. Um, after the. After we watch the video, um, Bishop tells Clint, like, you know, you can go home. I'm going to take care of this, you know, sort of thing. And he says, he, he says for the first time, he says, no, we're partners, you know. Wait, what? Yeah. We're partners all of a sudden. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what she wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like she's like symbolically and in certain ways, like almost like a replacement for Natasha. Yeah, in a little, uh, yeah, because yeah. like in a weird way, uh, um, plus two, she wants to be like her, his student, kind of. Mm -hmm. and, um, she, uh, there's like a very moving speech in there, too, where she talks about, um, why she, you know, why he is, uh, you know, important because he never sees his importance in the Avengers and all this other stuff and basically shows, uh, 
you know, she talks about how he basically saved her during the uh, the attack on New York, and that uh, you know showed showed her that somebody who's just a normal person who doesn't you know who isn't like a big green monster can you know shoot lasers out of their hands can actually save the world you know mm-hmm. um so which which shows you know basically in in my opinion there there's I've always found people like in the comics like Batman or you know um arrow in you know green arrow in the in the DC world and people like that who don't really have superpowers, who basically use training to basically give up their lives to help, you know, the downtrodden and help other people. Yeah. And Clint is basically like that, you know. He is. He's kinda like Arrow, well, a little bit different. Yeah. But like, yeah, he's he's you know, he's similar. You know, very uh you know, very highly skilled, um, self-effacing like even you know a few episodes ago where you know Kate keeps trying to convince him to you know give himself like a uniform and stuff and he's like you do realize the whole point of my job for the past 20 years is like to be like not seen yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we've got um we, we got this christmas eve party that is happening at at um Basically a thirty rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which which is really interesting because Um we've got this whole thing taking place at a building that is owned by Comcast, which is one of the chief competitors to Disney. Really? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So so the whole whole event, you know, Rockefeller Center and Thirty Rock is owned by Comcast, which owns Universal and NBC and because <laughs> I mean, obviously, I mean, if you don't know, you know, from the TV show 30 rock, you know, that's where a lot of television production takes place. Like the NBC nightly news and, um, the tonight show and late night and, um, you know, Saturday night live and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. I thought it would have been cool. I wish they would have somehow done this. Like they're fighting in the building. At certain points, I thought it would have been really funny if, like, you know, Mikey Day or somebody showed up. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, you know, like, just some random well, SNL cast member or something, or Keenan Thompson or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, working out some lines or something. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they just burst through the door or something. Yeah. And, like, he probably thinks it's, like, a sketch or something. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, that was, that was a cool... Um, I like the... The party, um, lots of stuff happened at that party, actually. That's pretty cool. So, uh, at the party, because this is Eleanor's holiday party, um, and, uh, Barton and Bishop attend it, and, uh, they have, like, all the LARPers there helping them out. Um, um, Kate confronts Eleanor. And basically learns that her father had owed money to Kingpin. And that's what led Eleanor to working with him. Oh, that jerk. Yeah. So, um, 
Kazi is across the street and he's attempting to assassinate Eleanor on Kingpin's orders. But he sees Barton and starts targeting him instead. Um, but, you know, once the arrows, or maybe not the arrows, but once the bullets start flying into the building, um, he, he uses grills and the other LARPers to, uh, and he also has Jack help him out to evacuate the party before rejoining, re- rejoining, um, Kate to help defeat the tracksuit mafia. You see, that's what happens when you, you change up your order. Kingpin told you specifically, you know, kill Eleanor, not, not Clint. And you think, oh, well, you know. You know, oh, boss would be happy if I took out Clint. How do you know? Boss told you to kill Eleanor. He didn't say, oh, by the way, if um, Clint also happens to be there, kill him too. Nope, didn't say that. So nope. um, Kingpin's very specific with his orders. You know, so he doesn't say, you know, if he has a contingency plan, he'll tell you his contingency plan. But, you know, he doesn't. Just let him go, and then they'll take care of it. But no. Kazi had screwed things up, um, you know, for him and his boss. So, you know, that's I mean, that's good for you know for our side, you know. But yeah, you know, or our side, like we're in the show or whatever. <laughs> but, um, well, we are. I mean, I, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna own this like it's my people, like just like uh, people that you know, like the Pittsburgh Steelers are always like, you know, yeah, you know, we we really showed it to the Dolphins this weekend, you know. No, you didn't. You were not on the exactly. field, you fucking. Like, yeah, we really showed it the Kingpin <laughs> by watching the show. Yeah, but Yelena shows up. She because she's there to kill Clint, so she shows up at the party. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, she's she's there, and there's this like really awesome, almost continuous shot going through the building. Where uh, Yelena and uh, because <laughs> Yelena is hilarious, by the way. I, I love I love her her and Kate and how they like each other, but she's still trying to kill her because she's wanting to kill Clint. So <laughs> I don't think she was gonna kill her. I think yeah, I think her she was always intending on just incapacitating her really yeah no uh, i know but it's still it's just funny either way she's trying to hurt her but <laughs> yeah just to get her off her back but like yeah she's been so like even from black widow like her sense of humor is just like so hilarious like mm-hmm. like uh i don't know how to explain it there's just something about this her style of humor that just very, like, uh, they get in an elevator and uh she's trying to get to the floor <laughs> that clint's on yeah and then uh Kate ends up like pressing all the buttons on the thing, and she's like, all like, you know, that's not fun, you know, or some or some stupid shit. Don't do like no, don't do that. That's so annoying. Yeah, (laughs) it's just so funny. She called her bitch in the Russia Supka. Yeah, (laughs) I I really want to see a sequel series to the show where it's Kate and Yelena. Yeah, yeah, it's like a buddy duo. That would be cool. <laughs> well, because, you know, if they're going to do the whole, like, Young Avengers or the, or the Thunderbolts or whatever, or, I mean, I'm sorry, the Thunderbolts is the, like, the Bad Avengers. But I mean, like, of, um... Yeah, the Young Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, it would be like, 
Yelena could be like the the Black Widow character. Kate would be, you know, the, the new Hawkeye. Yeah. You got you got Speed and Wiccan, which mm-hmm. you know, who knows with the multiverse of Mandis if they might actually yeah. exist and stuff. We don't know. But um you know, they could so that would be interesting if they could I don't know, Yelena seems like right now she's like a lone wolf kind of. She wants to yeah. go out in her own so but I still, I still want to see her working with Kate in some way. Yeah. Um. Also, because I like Florence Pugh and I like Haley Steinfeld. You know, they're both <laughs> they're both great actors. Um, yeah. The uh. Um. So so basically, uh, we got this big fight going on between Yelena and uh, and Kate. Um. We've also got. Kazi trying to uh, take out Clint, and there's a nice little fight going on there. <laughs> um, the um, basically we, we've got this whole thing where at one point Clint draw. I can't remember exactly when it happened, but he jumps out of the window. And lands inside the uh, big Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like in it, like in the tree. Yeah, <laughs> and there's an owl in the tree with him. Uh, uh, owl, so cute. Um, I guess a couple years ago there was actually an owl living in the tree at Rockefeller oh, Center, uh, and that's what this is a reference to. And uh, they ended up uh, having some people rescue the owl and uh, put him back into nature. So, so this is kind of a reference to the fact that in reality we did have an owl living in the Rockefeller Center tree. Um, I mean, because it is a natural, real tree, so it's got to be you know there's possibility that you're going to yeah, have animals like, living. Wait, we took him away to put him in nature. It's like, well, he is in nature. He's <laughs> a, it's like, so what you did was you just forcibly removed him and made him move somewhere else. I think it's called forced relocation. Yes. Uh, you know, I think it's like redlining or something. I'm not really sure what's going on here, but uh, the <laughs> um, I just wanted to re- reevaluate it so he couldn't vote in New York. Um, yeah, was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, he uh, so so uh, he's up in this tree. Eventually, uh, using a uh, one of the arrows because they did have a scene earlier on where. Clint and uh, Clint and Kate basically rebuilt a bunch of trick arrows, mm-hmm. and they have one that's like an acid arrow that she uses to take down the tree. Yeah, and it it falls into the uh, the ice skating rink in front of Rockefeller Center. Um, I really want to see how they shot all this. I hope that on there's like one of these behind the scenes shows on Disney plus that they show us how they shot this. Cause I don't know if this was, I don't think there's any way they actually shot this at Rockefeller center, but it looks like they did. You know what I mean? So I don't know how they could have done it. It's gotta be green screen and some other special effects and stuff, you know, to make it look like it. Yeah. <clears throat> because that, that ice skating rink is always populated and stuff when it's open. So it's, it's hard to say, you know, um, yeah, and I doubt they're going to allow like a huge tree to get crashed in there too, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
you know? I mean, I'm sure the tree was like CGI or something, but still, it's like yeah. Um, the uh, which is funny. I was that on Christmas. I was trying to. I, I had to explain to my mom what CGI was. Oh yeah, yeah, that was fun. Um, anyways, <laughs> what does CGI? I mean, I know what it is. But what does it stand for? The it's word, a, the letters. It's a computer graphics interface, mm-hmm. I think. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong on the on the I, but I know it's computer graphics something. Um, but yeah, I had to explain to her what it was, and it was funny. Um, so, so uh, they um, they got this big fight going on on the ice in front of Rockefeller Center. Um. Um, Bishop <clears throat> takes off and attempts to look for Eleanor, and Barton is confronted by by Yelena, who demands the truth of Romanoff's death. Um, he does this whistle thing that was used in the Black Widow movie from when they were kids. And then uh, he basically tells the truth about how Natasha sacrificed herself to save the world. Yeah, <clears throat> and I she, saw that. It was to me, it was the Batman versus Superman thing, the Martha, the Martha of it all. Yeah. Wait a minute, you your mom's the same has the same name as like, yeah. Like, no, this was a little more. <laughs> no, no, this was, a little this was more. more a little grounded though. So yeah, like bro, bro, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he basically tries to explain that, you know, basically Natasha was like a sister to him, you know, as well. So, um, she ends up sparing his life and leaves. Then we have uh, Kingpin, who's trying to stop Eleanor from escaping. But uh, Kate arrives and incapacitates him with uh, one of the trick arrows. And then uh, the police show up and uh, arrest Arrest Eleanor for Armand's murder. Um, there's this big fight then with uh, Kate and Kingpin inside uh, FOA, FAO Schwartz toy store. So another toy store. We had KB, an old KB toy store in another episode. And now we have yeah. a, a FAO Schwartz. Um, That's weird. Yeah, um, FAO Schwartz uh, did go out of business for a while and had a. There, there's the. See, at one point, we're actually even. We even see the. A replica of the, the big piano, the piano from the movie Big. Mm-hmm. The, like, real big piano that you can play with your feet. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because FAO Schwartz used to be located at a different location. Um, I went into that location years ago. But uh, the. Um, but now it's actually located in Rockefeller Center. Mm. Since, uh, I don't know, it was like about five years ago or something. Um, That's cool. Because, yeah, it was at one point, it, it, it's really convoluted history because at one point, Toys R Us owned it. <laughs> and then Toys R Us went under. And then <laughs> it got sold to somebody else. And now somebody else owns the name. And, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy history. Wow. Um, I find that stuff fascinating. So, um, the... Uh, but they're they're fighting inside the FAO Schwartz uh, store, and uh, 
Kingpin ends up escaping after being like incapacitated by her. Of course he does. I mean, yeah. As Kingpin, not, not, apparently nothing phases him. I mean, he got hit by a car. He got, you know, <clears throat> what what the, what the arrow do? It was like a sonic wave that basically like forgot what forgot what the arrow did. Um, that Kate fired, where she no, she powered all the arrows all at once. That she and then, yeah, uh, yeah. So basically, he got hit with like five different type of. <laughs> trick arrows. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he still gets up and walks away. So does he have any powers or he just like so committed to his role that like nothing stops him just because of like his mental belief that he's supposed to be the I, kingpin. You I know think what a mean? lot like, of it's mental, but also I mean he does wear like armor underneath his suits usually. Okay. And um that could help, but I don't know if he really has any superpowers per se. So Okay. But I just don't know if he, he could be slightly though. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually right now, um, just finally watching all the Netflix, uh, um, Marvel series myself for the first time. So, okay, I had watched uh, season one of Daredevil, and I don't remember him having any superpowers in that. But um, I, I gotta watch that now after seeing Spider Man. I gotta watch Daredevil now. Yeah, it, oh. the first season's really good, and I, I recommend if anybody's starting out watching those now, um, go online. Um, if you need it, send me a, send me a message at Mike at CullenPark.com. I can give you the list of the order to watch all the series. So then you, then you can follow it in continuity. (laughs) Cool. I'm halfway through Jessica Jones season one right now. So, um, which is an amazing show too. But, um, the, uh, they, um, basically anyways, back to the show, um, we end up uh, having a scene where um, Kingpin escapes. He's ended, he's uh, confronted by Maya, and uh, we cut away. She has a gun pointed to him, and we hear a gunshot, but we don't see what happened. Right. It's kind of implied that she shot Kingpin and killed him. I doubt it. But I have a feeling because she's getting her own show, he's going to be in that. So, Yeah, yeah they're not going to bring Kingpin in for one episode and then just yeah. kill him. In it's the, not going to happen. In the comics, he is actually blinded by the gunshot that she um, fires at him, and she thinks he's dead, but then he comes back. Which is why, I see, I don't understand about that stuff. Like, why just make sure... The people you kill are actually dead. Like, like it's gonna take you like two seconds yeah. to to double check. Like, you're telling me you can't afford those two extra seconds? I mean, you've already committed to killing the person. Yeah, Why not? I, I mean, well, I've, I've watched soap operas for years, so I mean, people can die right in front of you and then come back a year or two later, yeah. played by a different actor, even. Um, and I so, probably <laughs> figure if you shoot someone in the head, you're. I mean, like, yeah. it's pretty much like almost I, guaranteed that they're gonna die, but. I've seen that happen in a in a TV show, and they come back, you know. So, anyway, so the, yeah. My thing is, is with this, you you haven't even seen a body, so there's no way he's dead. Um, yeah. Do we and, cover the the big fight with the whole tracksuit mafia where they came on? They like based like almost all of them. No, we didn't. I was gonna to... get into that here. Um, okay, cool. But but first off, too, I wanted to point out in the in the comics, um. 
it's not Ronan who killed her father. It's uh, thought to be Daredevil, but it was actually set up a uh, setup by uh, it was actually uh, it was actually Kingpin who killed her father. And so the fact that he ends up getting blinded was a nice dichotomy because of Daredevil being blind, and then he's blind. So yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So this is interesting, you know. So. Well, it's a little bit different. She's she's deaf and he's blind, so it's like, um, yeah. But well, in yeah. the comics, she's deaf too. But yeah. But what I'm saying but, is that that you know it, he set up Daredevil to be the person that killed, but it was actually him. And oh Daredevil, yeah, I Daredevil see. is blind <clears throat> and he ends up blind. So it's just an interesting little little like symmetry there or something, but it doesn't really work here if he ends up blind because he's. You know, it's Ronan that killed the dad, not him. You know, so it's it's kind of different. It doesn't have as much poetic justice to it or something. You know what I mean? Well, did Ronan, did Clint actually kill her dad in the show? Or yeah. did Cosby do it? Oh, he did? Okay. That's what it's implied. Yeah. They never said okay. that anybody else did. I thought it might be Cosby, but no, it was Clint. Okay. But it was on orders. He basically was set up to believe that. He needed to kill the dad. Okay, I set see. up by Kingpin. So, um. <clears throat> anyways, um, we did have that little scene. You want to talk about that scene with the tracksuit mafia? Yeah, it's just pretty cool. I I forgot what did it happen before or after Yelena fought him? I forgot now what I, order. I I, I forgot too, um, because it's been a few days since I've seen this. Um. Okay. Yeah, it could have happened either way, but basically, yeah, the whole tracksuit mafia shows up. Um, I mean, like cars and trucks just start pulling up, you know, by the you know the ice skating rink, and yeah, uh, this really cool battle ensues between Clint and Kay are shooting arrows in different directions, and you know, using all kinds of trick arrows, and like a, like an ice bomb that pretty much just freezes someone's leg, which probably gives them frostbite. Now they're gonna have to have, have their leg amputated, but you know, hey, and um. Yep, uh, a bunch of other cool like uh, gas ones. Um, uh, I think there's a few bomb, you know, like explosive ones. My favorite though is a, another Pym arrow that that shrunk one of the trucks that was like gonna crash into them. Yeah, and it's a tiny little truck now. Yeah, it looks like a and, little Hot uh, Wheels truck or something. And then like, what are we gonna? What are we like? What are we gonna do with this? And like, Clint's like. Uh, I forgot to ask Scott about that, you know, Scott Lang. Yeah. <laughs> oh, something that Owl from before, which is interesting. So the Owl, you know, picks up the truck, you know, for its prey. But then if you're if you're listening um, to closed captions, which I do, it says children screaming. <laughs> it's like, whoa, wait, so now they're children? Like, I thought it just shrunk things. I like, think it's because their voice is being high. They probably... I know, but it's just yeah. the fact that there's children screaming as the owl is like yeah. taking you know, eat them. I like... guess there was a, a scene that I don't know if they shot or anything, but that was at least written where mm-hmm. it actually showed the owl taking the the truck back to like a nest or something and feeding them. <laughs> oh my god, <clears throat> that's terrible. Yeah. Wow. Um. So that was a pretty that cool be a scene rumor too that I heard online, but it's still. Yeah, it was pretty cool because they're like sliding on the ice. Like Kate was like 
on her knees, like sliding, and then she's like shooting the arrow in like yeah. one direction, and Clint is like shooting it in the opposite direction. You know, it was like pretty cool. Yeah, it was a pretty sweet action scene. Um, so then at the end of the show, we do have a we have this scene where Barton is returning to his family. He's getting out of the car, and you think it's just him coming back to the family by himself, but it turns out that uh, Kate and and uh, Lucky the pizza dog are with him as well. And so while he's there, he also returns the the watch to Laura. And he uh, and um, we we see on the back it's got the Agents of Shield logo, and it says nineteen, which was the uh, number for Mockingbird in the comic books. Bobby Morris, who actually appears in Agents of Shield, played by Toledo and Adrian Palicki. Oh yeah, yeah. So my thing about this is, is probably in this world, and there's no, we don't know yet if uh, Agents of Shield is considered canon. Yeah. So it could be a different timeline or something, yeah. or which you know, interesting. Like with Spider-Man and stuff, it might be possible now to, um, you know, bring back, bring some of those different timelines. You know, basically saying like, hey, you know. Just because something's in a different timeline doesn't mean that it's actually less real, you know. Um, and see, because like right. also we've we've got Kingpin and Daredevil both in this universe now. Um, yeah, the same actors at least. So. Yeah, and so who knows if they're the? I mean, D'Onofrio <clears throat> has said that he is the same Kingpin from Daredevil. So okay, um, all right. It's uh, it's hard to say if uh, you know. So that means that the Netflix series is are probably now canon. Nice, but I really hope that they make Agents of Shield canon somehow. My thing is, is I think that maybe Agent Nineteen and the title Mockingbird, or maybe like titles that are passed on from one agent to another. Oh, kind of like uh, James Double Seven or whatever. Like, well, what, uh, that's a rumor about Double Seven. Oh, okay. Because supposedly the way that the movies play out, that's all the same dude, even though they play by oh, different wow, actors. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's more like how, uh, I guess, how, like, you know, after Batman retires, after Bruce Wayne retires, he passes on the Batman name to Terry McGinnis and Batman Beyond or something like that. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Um, there uh, could be like that or something like that or like, you know, just like or sometimes, you know, there are numbers that are you're just used by different people, too. And, and actually in in uh, in agents of, and actually in a. Uh, but in, um, I guess, the latest Bond movie, which I have yet to see, the number 007 gets transferred from one agent to another. Okay. So, because I guess in that movie, a female becomes the new 007. Oh, okay. But she is not James Bond, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Kind so, of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's, like, it's like a title. It, it's kind of like... In the real world, like, okay, let's say you're working at a Walmart and you have a store manager, and uh, the title of store manager, you know, your store manager quits, a new store manager comes in, and they're called the store manager. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, you know. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so, they're, 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 they're still, they're, they still keep their own name. They don't have to, you know, change their name if your former store manager's name's Bob Smith. They don't have to change their name to Bob Smith, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So basically, 
she, you know, kind of has a backstory now. It's that, you know, yeah. instead of just being Clint's wife, who, you know, occasionally it shows up here and there in the movies, you know, that she had a life, you know, before yeah, so that. It kind and, of implies how Clint <laughs> met her because he was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. So, it you know. It makes sense, yeah. right? Because someone like that probably wouldn't just get married to some, like, random woman, you know, like, it would probably be someone who, like, understands, like, his life, you know, and, like, and you know what I mean? Kind and of see, thing, like, based on the timeline of the age of the kids, um, she would have had to have been, um, retired from S.H.I.E.L.D. um, before Adrian Palicki's character was introduced on the TV show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. So, in my opinion, it was probably just a name passed on. Or so your time number would, passed on, you know what I mean? Right, so your timeline would work out then, right? Yeah. Then, okay. <clears throat> they better damn well make Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. canon, because <laughs> I love that fucking show. Anyway, so, um... <laughs> do it, people. I, and I really want to see, like, characters like Daisy from that show and other people in the fucking MCU. Come on. Um... <laughs> Plus, <laughs> Phil Coulson is the main character on that fucking show. Anyway, so, um, the, uh... No. And he was Phil. named to you, so... Phil, well, if it wasn't for Phil, there wouldn't be the Avengers <laughs> no. team, really. Not really, <laughs> no. So... But anyways, they, they end up, uh, you know, hanging out for Christmas there, and, uh... He, uh, and, and um... Clint takes Kate outside, and they, uh, they burn the, uh... Ronan suit on his barbecue grill. Like you do. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I celebrate Christmas every year. I burn a new suit. And, um. Well, you burn your killing suit, you know, so. Yeah. Uh. Shh. Not supposed to tell people about that. <laughs> um, anyway, so the, uh. So we have that, and then they're they're talking, and, and she's like trying to come up with a new name for herself. She's like, "Lady, how about Lady Hawk? How about uh, you know, Hawk Shot, and all these other things." And then, and then he's like, "I've got a, I've got a good idea. How about?" And then it cuts to the title card that says Hawkeye. Right. So which, like, which implies she's going to be the new Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. And then he's going to retire. Yeah. Cool, but you know, it'd be cool if she had her own name as well. You know, yeah, but like, not just being a replacement. But like, but again, we're having this whole thing where it's a title passed on, and you know, it's kind of got its own history to it. So it kind of actually almost has like a it it's it, it's like the Pope. You know what I mean? It's like a title passed on from one like person. The Pope, to yeah, <laughs> you know that the Pope was an archer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> who like you know. saved uh, people. I mean, th that isn't what the Pope does. Well, help save half the universe. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, the Pope is really interesting. You know, he said something a couple of years ago, basically implying <clears throat> that um, there could be aliens yeah. um, or alien life, you know, forms or whatever. And that, um, and that, that Jesus, you know, basically knows about them too or something. I don't remember what exactly is that. Um, well, maybe Thanos <laughs> is real then. Maybe, but now so you got the whole multiverse. So would that mean there's like different versions of the same religious figures, like a different pope or a different Jesus, you know, or a different god, even because they're multiverses? You know, so like that'd be interesting. And, um, 
I don't think there'd be a different God. That's just my whole theory on the whole, like, you know, one God thing. But I can see that there would be... Well, yeah, because that would encompass the whole multiverse. But, like, different versions of, like, people, though. Um, yeah. <clears throat> or maybe maybe they'd be Nexus beings, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, like Jesus and Muhammad and Moses and other people could be, like, Nexus beings. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe the books are slightly different. That would be interesting, yeah. too. Like, just, like little variations here and there be interesting um but yeah man so check out your maybe maybe, maybe maybe in one of the uh other universes it actually says in the bible that christmas is on december 25th when it really probably wasn't anyway so um the uh <laughs> oh i know believe me though no, i i got this so sorry i i don't mean to i gotta say something really quick though yeah so i have a relative right okay and um his wife is like really they don't listen to the show so it doesn't matter but like um like she's like really really hardcore into like the q and stuff and like yeah. um so like she kind of like also like super super christian so like last last summer she was talking about basically like how like the end times are near and you know covid is like just like god's punishment or whatever or cleansing or whatever type of thing and a new world order is coming and all you know the one world governments of you know, going to take away your freedoms and all that kind of stand, standard fare for that kind of conspiracy theory stuff. But now she's into the whole, I have a theory, I could be a little bit prejudiced, but I have a theory that if a person refers to Jesus as Yeshua, they're almost 99% chance of them being like a hardcore right-winger. Like, like 1% chance that they're not, but like almost guaranteed that they're like on like the furthest fringe, like religious right wing you could get to and like so like she's like all, all these posts now about like christmas is a pagan holiday and it's like okay so what like it's like okay you know people get together yeah and they get christmas trees and they exchange gifts like that's a terrible thing like like, like oh you must be such a joy to live with at home like with your kids like oh all of your other Christian friends are celebrating Christmas with their family today, but they're just pagans. Us here, holding our Bible, clutching our hands, like, we're the happy ones here, like, really? Uh, you know, like, um, so you're right, yes, December 25th is not the actual original birthday of Jesus, probably somewhere in either July or September. Um, but, you know, they did it to you know, ease, you know, the the former pagans into Christianity. And it's, if anything, it's actually a merciful thing to do. It's like, think about it. you got people who've been practicing one religion for probably thousands of years, and you're like, okay, in a matter of five years, you're going to abandon all of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, no transition. Like, you know, so... If anything, that's actually kind of a good thing, you know, to kind of, like, ease them in a little bit. Like, okay, well, you know, you're used to this kind of holiday, so we'll just kind of put this in the same yeah. kind of three-day frame, you know. <clears throat> it makes sense. Um, so you got the resurrection thing, right? So, like, the December 21st to the 24th are supposed to be, I guess, like, the longest days of the year. Yeah. And then after, and so it's kind of like, it is like a death and rebirth type thing, you know? So it kind of made sense in multiple ways you know yes it does anyway that's the end of my sermon praise the lord yeah <laughs> praise so <all> the 
I'm going to take a quick break and we'll come back with some uh, trivia here, Matt. Yeah. Okay, we'll be right back. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guests every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Hope to see you there. And like a boomerang arrow, we are back. Is that better this time? A boomerang arrow? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Anyway, so um, here's a couple of trivia things, some of the things that we actually talked about already. And then we'll get into some speculation here about All the right. future. Um, first off, the scene, as I talked about before, where uh, Hawkeye faces off with an owl in the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. Um that was shot uh, in New York City, I guess, between December of 2020 through April 2021. The tree uh, brought to Rockefeller Center for Christmas 2020 famously did bring with it a tiny adult male um, sawwit owl named, nicknamed Rocky, who traveled 170 miles with the 75-foot Norway spruce from um, Owenada, in upstate New York. Wow. Rocky was uh, rescued from the tree and set to uh, Ravensbeard Wildlife Center. So that's where he is. Wow. Um, in episode four, as they are decorating the tree, discussing trick arrows, Clint tells Kate that it's possible to split an arrow in half um, first arrow has to be wooden so that the first one is split by the second arrow and says he's done it dozens of times. In this episode, he demonstrates uh, this feat by using this uh, shot to take down two guys with a split arrow and uh, Kazi catches the third arrow. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we forgot to talk about the mid credit scene in this episode. We have oh, yeah. Adam Pascal and a bunch of other Broadway stars singing in Rogers the Musical. <laughs> the the whole uh, Save the City, We Can Do This All Day song. And, yeah, uh, the whole song. Yeah. So they, they gave us the whole thing, which is hilarious. Um, yeah. Mark Shaman, who was one of the co-writers of that, um, and is also a composer known for the TV show Smash, the uh, Broadway show Hairspray, um, the movie Mary Poppins Returns, and South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, among other things, has a cameo as the conductor of Rogers the Musical. Um, we see, as we talked about, the back of Laura's watch um, has a shield logo and the number 19. In the comics, Bobby Morse a.k.a. Mockingbird, was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, Agent 19. She was at one point married to Clint Barton in the comics. And, uh, as I said before, she was played by Toledo and um, Adrian Palicki on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, that's the only, like, uh, trivia we have for this episode. Um, so, cool. do you have any speculation as to where we might see Kate Bishop in the future? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think... She might join the Young Avengers, um, or maybe just go out on her own. But um, yeah, I'm thinking that they're gonna probably. Well, I'm just thinking they are because you know you got Valentina's kind of building up her own sort of Dark Avengers type thing, so you would need a, another team to kind of counteract them. So um, I'm, I'm thinking that that might be one of the ways they're going. That reminded me too. So like. Because at the end of Black Widow, Valentina shows up and tells um, Yelena that Clint's the one that caused Natasha to die. So did Eleanor hire through Valentina, like, or you know what I mean? Like, does she? They, it's never like, really specifically laid out, but that's okay. my my theory on it is that, um, or it could be that Valentina, um, was just. It might be completely unrelated, where she was just basically trying to, you know, ruffle feathers here. Pun intended. With yeah, the, the gotcha. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ruffle. Okay, I was wondering if that yeah. was if that was connected to, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, and it could be that maybe throughout the, you know, yeah. underworld they found out. Oh well, the best person to possibly kill Clint is somebody that might have a motive to kill him, anyways. Yeah. So okay. So we'll hire Yelena to do it. Yeah. So that's what I think is that she's got going on. I am kind of upset though that Jack Duquesne in this show isn't Hawk's former mentor like he was in the yeah. comic. That would have been kind of cool. But you know, whatever. It's it's okay. I mean, in my opinion, I I I don't know if we'll see Jack again, but it'd be really cool to see him again because he's funny. I like him. So um. Yeah. He is. Tony Dalton's a really funny actor. Um, the uh, my thing is, is I, I really think that we're going to see Kate maybe possibly show up in the in the Echo TV series. Um, maybe somehow team up with Echo and help take out Kingpin, possibly. And then um, maybe and maybe Daredevil will be in there too. And yeah, I mean, there's got to be. I mean, Daredevil's got to at least make a cameo in that show. Yeah. 
Um, in my opinion. I don't think they've started shooting that show yet, so... But I, I do think definitely Kingpin's gonna probably show up again in, uh... In that show. Not, not sure where we'll see Yelena again, but I really, like I said, I really want to see Yelena and Kate as, like, a... You know... I think they're, you know... They're like the next, uh... Abbott and Costello here. And, um... <laughs> Yeah. By the way, I was thinking, is there? I've been saying the word deaf and blind. Are there better words for those now that are like? No, not, I, think, not, I mean that's not, that's not derogatory. I don't think. Okay. I was just wondering. Well, I mean, there's, there's uh, like vision impaired or hearing impaired. Okay. I mean, possibly, but I don't think that it's saying deaf or blind is like a derogatory term. Okay. Because it, it's just wondering. a description. That that's. I mean, it's the same as like. I mean, the, the other cool thing about the actress, uh, the other thing cool, too, also, about uh, the actress who plays um, uh, Maya, she's also an amputee. Oh, really? Yeah, you got to see it at one point when she was fighting, but yeah, she has a, she has a, she has a prosthetic leg. Oh, okay. Which is really impressive, because she can do all this, like, you know, martial arts shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That I couldn't it do with hurt my like two legs, hell too. So. If you get kicked with that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty cool. I don't think uh, I. I don't know if uh, I don't think uh, Maya was a amputee in the comics, but it's kind of cool that they allowed her to be one in the show. You know, yeah. I did. We they did show it finally in this episode. You know, showed her prosthetic leg at one point when she was fighting. Um. But yeah, it's 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 interesting for representation purposes, in my opinion, that you do have people like that. I mean, and of course, people are going to complain, oh, it's woke or bullshit, whatever. But anyways, uh, yeah, exactly. But yeah, why can't we have a normal person in the show? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but like, but people will be like, well, she checks off all these boxes that we got to have here, okay? So, um, she's she she she's she's a she's a minority. Um, she's deaf, and, uh, she, she, she's got an amputated leg, so w that gets all of our woke things checked right there. So now we can be pissed off. Gorgeous. Oops, sorry. Um, <laughs> shouldn't say that. Yeah. Not allowed to say, not allowed to say that anymore. <laughs> sorry. I just love it when people say you're not allowed to say anything anymore. Like, you just said it. <laughs> like, you can say whatever the fuck you want in this country. <laughs> Right, and, and and that is a direct message to these fuckers that keep saying "Let's go, Brandon." Like, fuck you, people. Uh, Just say "Fuck it's like, Joe Biden." It's like, <laughs> it's, like it's it's almost silly because it's like you're you're censoring yourselves, and like you're acting like like you got this big like secret joke. Like, no, it's not secret. Everybody knows what the <laughs> joke is. <laughs> And they're like, well, we can say it on national television now, you know, because people people let it go by. The FCC won't care that we're saying let's go Brandon. I know, but even people who, like on Facebook, for example, who could say F you Biden, like, still they're still this. censoring themselves. Yeah, that's like, what I you know what I mean? get. It's like, we do live in a free country where you can say whatever the hell you want. You can't threaten his life, which, you know, you shouldn't do. Well, no. <laughs> you can go to jail for that. Yeah. But, but, you know, if you don't like the guy, you have the right to say so, you know? 
We proved that over the last four fucking years and everybody saying that they didn't like the people were basically just flat out saying, fuck Donald Trump. You know what I mean? I'm just saying right. <laughs> you can say it. But anyway, and, uh, <laughs> it just seems you know, it's like so silly because it's like, like you, you don't sound tough when you're like doing it in coded message. You know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. sounds like almost like a, what's that the little kid would do. You know what I mean? Like. So it's like, if you're trying to sound tough, you're like, <laughs> we got our little secret code here. It's like, okay, are you going up into a treehouse? You're going to drink your Yoo-Hoo and, you know, read your, you know, you know, um, what's it, 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 it'd be like, it'd be like in the middle of, of Die Hard, John McClane just says, yippee Kaye, poopy head. Um, yippee Kaye, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's oh, well. the other thing that um uh, back to the show though this kind of did remind me a lot of like die hard in a way too the whole christmas oh, yeah. eve in a building and shit like oh that. Yeah, yeah. yeah a little yeah. bit yeah and so yeah um anyways any <clears throat> other final thoughts here matt before we wrap things up no, no, I think we've covered it all yeah we've talked way too much about this people and other things <laughs> so <laughs> Well, um, depending on when you see this, Happy New Year. I mean, not see this, but listen to this. Happy New Year. Um, um, you know, all that good stuff. Um, yep. If you have any uh, any any thoughts or anything um, on this, uh, send me a message at Mike at CullenPark.com. That's uh, C-U-L-L-E-N-P-A-R-K.com. Um, anyways, uh, also check out AllToReal2.com. That's A L L. The number two R E E L T O O dot com. <laughs> you can find everything <laughs> there. I just thought I'd spell it out for people in case they didn't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you know how to spell the name of the show if you're listening to it. Um, but you never know. Um, you know, you might spell it L E T S G O B R A N D O N. Um, <laughs> wait. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know what I just spelled, man. I'm not sure. I think it was fuck Joe Biden. Um, but uh, the... Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, so, folks, uh, be sure to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or any any of the fine places you can give uh, reviews. I know there might be an issue um, as the time you're listening to this. Stitcher's been going through some issues lately, and for some odd reason, our new episodes haven't been showing up along with a lot of other new episodes of other podcasts. If that's still the issue right now, and you do listen on Stitcher, you probably won't be hearing this. But um, (laughs) if you looked us up elsewhere and you are having issues with Stitcher, please email them and let them know, as I did. Because they need to fix that. Because we're missing, you know, listeners, and so are other podcasts. Hmm. By the fact that the new episodes aren't uploading on Stitcher platform, um, and I know it's a popular platform podcast that uh, pl- podcast platform that people listen to. Yeah. Because um, <clears throat> I I noticed it when I wasn't able to get like latest episodes of all the shows I listen to, and I was like, wait, and then I looked to see if ours was up, and our last episode isn't up there. Um. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, anyways, uh, check out our T public, check out our Patreon. You can join Patreon and become a sponsor of the show. Um, there's lots of things you can do on there. Um, yeah. Anything else, Matt? 
No, just your normal, you, you know, your normal outro that you're going to do right now. Yes. Um, people, get vaxxed, wear a mask, and uh, tis the season to wear a condom. Fa la 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 la, la la la, bye bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.